Hey guys, this is Faith Steel with Steelhouse. Um, Steelhouse Strings, Steelhouse Nutrition, Steelhouse Apparel, all of the Steelhouse things. And today you're going to be listening to me asking rapid fire questions to my hubby, Tavish Steel. If you have ever listened to Tavish just talk, he is so engaging, so brilliant. Um, he always just, he just, you just learn from him. Just You just stop talking and you just listen to Tavish. And so I wanted to take a minute and rapid fire to question him. <laughs> That's smart. I wanted to do a rapid fire question round with him. And those are topics that range from sodium intake to how to get through the holidays and what you should do after a full day of eating, um, how his programs work, how you, how they really should be conducted in general as a good nutrition coach as well as, hmm, what was one of the last ones? Oh, blood work. So that's very important too. And uh, we want to do more of these. So these are questions that I've received either on Instagram or in person that I want to ask him. Um, but if you guys have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. It just provides more content and we and direction, honestly, because truly we don't know what we're doing. We're just winging it. But I hope you guys enjoy listening to me question the shit out of Tavish. Also, I know my mic is off during this whole freaking podcast. So amateur level, bear with me. We will do better. Enjoy. Making it. He's so sleepy. A week from now, he'll be on a flight to Orlando. Yeah. Is that, what are you most excited about that whole week? We don't have to say what you're doing if you don't want to. Just to be done with all of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I, re- I really mean it. It's like... Can we say what you're doing? Yeah, it doesn't bother me one bit. Well, I didn't know. You like to go incognito sometimes. Yeah, I mean, when this is released, it's, you know, it'll be close enough to where... I mean, some people know anyways, but, yeah, it's just... Just excited to have the whole process over, which is a good thing. Tavish will be competing at the NPC Nationals? Yeah. Nationals. Big deal. First time in four years stepping on a national stage. Yeah, and this is the first time on a pro qualifying stage. Hey. So, it'll be interesting. Hey, but we're at that point. He's a week, week and some change out. So you're like nine days, I think. Pretty darn miserable. Well, and it's kind of cool because the first show I ever really went to was this one. Oh, with Matt. 2009, yeah, it was Fort Lauderdale. That's when I first met Matt. I remember the picture of you guys all in your, like, silky track God, suits. it was so dumb. <laughs> I was, it was late November of 2009, and I, <laughs> kind of I fly down there with a buddy of uh, Monty, a, a close friend of ours, and we get there, and I'm wearing pants and a sweatshirt and cap, and we get off the plane, and I'm like, good God, it's what is wrong with this place? Like, it was 85 degrees and humid, and... But everybody else is wearing sweatshirts and stuff because they think it's cool, you know. In Florida? Yeah. Well, they're probably not used to the cold either. Well, that's what I mean. It's For me, it was a hard contrast. I, I, that was the first time I was ever in Florida. Yeah. It's, He's not from around here. It's cool because it's one of those where I always, like, I mean, uh, met Art Atwood. Um, and then it was one of those where, like, man, that would be cool to be on this stage one day. Sorry, our puppy is not well. Um, 
looking at that national stage, you said that? Just being down there, yeah. I think I was 21. That's an influential age. Yeah. I mean, it was just an idea. It wasn't like, I'm going to do whatever I have to to get on this stage. (laughs) Well, I feel like it set you up for the path that you're on now. Yeah. Like, it showed you what you could be. Yeah. And it just, it was just, you know. Trying to find that picture of all you guys in your tracksuits. Super cute. Steve Kuglo was still an amateur. Seth Barossi turned pro. Cedric McMillan turned pro. Jeff Long. Is this the one where Matty almost did? Mm-mm. No. Um, Lee Banks should have turned pro. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of big names down there that were still amateurs. I don't even know who Lee Banks is. Peter Putnam, I think, was still competing. So, yeah, it's it's going to be nostalgic. It'll be fun to go back and be mm-hmm. like, well, I'm back, but... Well, you get to be with your bestie mm-hmm. and another guy from Iowa that you know. Mm-hmm. We just get to hang out with a lot of cool people. So, yeah, it'll be fun. And what I mean by excited for the process to be over is if you do this correctly to get ready and diet down to a a very very low body fat level like you should want to just have it be done with because you're just literally living minute by minute yeah that's a fact so i think that you were tagged in the picture so i gotta go i gotta go look elsewhere for it um i agree Completely, because yeah. then you know that you're literally burning off every little last A little last vestige of fat and... Fat. I whatever. loved how you said that. Fat. Yeah, so it's it'll be fun. I sound excited thinking, oh, this is going to be over soon. <laughs> you know what I'm excited about? Food. People. <laughs> I mean, we both are, but... <laughs> yes, right. I'm always excited about food. Um, is... People are going to listen to this and hear how you sound now, and then we're going to record in like a week or two, and you're going to sound like a daisy. Yeah. Hi, everybody. It's Tavish. I'm back. Yeah, no. <laughs> sound like a daisy. All right. So what I wanted to do sound was like a, rapid fire. Yeah, rapid fire questions. Rapid fire questions. And um, some of these are off the top of my head. Some of them I get asked frequently about, or I used to you know, uh, always question it when I first started. Yeah. Things like that. Uh-huh. Okay, so we kind of talked about this the other day, but sodium intake. Do you track <laughs> sodium intake? Table salt versus Himalayan salt. Talk to me about being salty. I don't track sodium intake. There's some people that do, and I think if you do, it's probably because you have a, a hypertensive issue or, you know, a medical issue, which is fine. Um, the best way to do that is the night before, the morning of, you get a scale like the scale we have and... Me- Switch to measurement to grams and weigh out your salt in a little baggie or a cup and just sprinkle that on your food throughout the day. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, you have a controlled variant at that point. Yeah. So, but as far as, I just salt food according to taste. Um, and I'll increase my sodium closer to a show because I don't have as much carbohydrate. So in order to retain, you know, a fuller look um, and maintain hydration... I will increase sodium intake, but in small margins. So basically what I'm trying to preface is you should not be scared of sodium intake. I don't know where this rhetoric came from that people are like, salt is bad. You'll get water weight. Well, no shit. You're 70% water. 
Yeah. Like your body is made up of water. <laughs> what is what does uh, Zoolander say? Water is the essence of life. <laughs> So how did that go? Life. Life is shit. He's a merman. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had this talk this weekend um, with a girlfriend of mine that is really into CrossFit, and I told her that I feel like CrossFitters make a bigger issue out of sodium than anybody, or like the diets that are um, conducted by people that are in the CrossFit world. So like RP strength. Mm-hmm. Um, block or whatever the shit that was. Do you remember that? No, I remember RP. RP strength isn't like a... It's not CrossFit, but a lot of no. CrossFitters do it. Uh, and think, I mean, a lot of the stuff I see or we see is just... That the common denominator is structure. That's all this stuff is. People need structure or else they can't function. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we have schedules. That's why we have jobs. That's why we have times. That's what we have money. It's it's all based on structure. Um but yeah, there's there's certain classes of of fitness that make big deals out of minutia details when they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I said, I don't know where people started becoming afraid of sodium. Um, now there's two different classes. Like the one we're talking about is Himalayan sea salt, like what we use, mm-hmm. um, or just regular salt. You know, we don't need iodized salt because our thyroid is fine. Um, we don't need Morton Light which is a potassium-sodium combination. Um, unless you, you're hypokalemic or you have a deficiency. But, like, you can't hydrate without sodium. Right. You just can't. So would you say that people that pull their sodium unnecessarily and they're like, oh, I limit my intake, that they're more than likely going to hold more water because their body's trying to 100%. And uh, let me say the other class is like sodium as in you're eating crappy food. Right. Like Processed. fried food. Yeah. So that's that's the bad sodium. You don't need that. But um, yeah, like with aldosterone, which is your sodium absorbing hormone and your ADH, which is anti-diuretic hormone, um, those don't work properly unless you have proper sodium and water intake. There's other variables involved, but those are the two big ones. So when you don't intake as much sodium, let's just take a CrossFit athlete, for example, just so we can have a, a picture. And they are very uh, active, so they would hydrate active. themselves a lot faster and release yeah. a lot of their... So say if it's a CrossFit athlete, they're a pretty decent CrossFit at, you know, competitor, or whatever you want to call it. Um, they drink a lot of water, at least a gallon, maybe a gallon and a half a day, but they limit sodium intake. They're actually dehydrating at a rapid rate. Because in order to retain water, as in retain it in the muscle tissue cell or other functions in the body, you have to have sodium because that's the electrolyte needed for the chemical reaction. Um, so when people are like, oh, I cramp all the time. Why do I need potassium? No. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Your muscle is cramping because it's not hydrated mm-hmm. properly, a.k.a. you need sodium. You know, the, the old adage was, you know, if you cramped in sports, they'd give you pickle juice. Or mustard. Yeah. Again, a high mm-hmm. sodium-based um, fluid, not Gatorade, not Powerade. That's not high sodium. That's not anywhere near what you need to be hydrated. It just tastes good. Yeah. And looks cool, I guess. That's... <laughs> but, yeah, you should not limit sodium intake. You should not overdo sodium intake. What you should do is put an ounce of effort into... Allowing yourself to be self-aware of what you are ingesting on a daily basis. 
until it becomes a pattern. Mm-hmm. And that's really all it is. You know, just a couple shakes of salt on your meals. Track what you're eating. Because I, I, <clears throat> this is, I did macros for a little bit, but macros didn't do anything positive for me. Except for the it, fact that I didn't get, I didn't put, I on, put on as much weight. Because you had some structure. Like I had, you had some structure. Yeah, that's like my some, However, yeah. However, I was still slipping in and letting things be bad in my diet. Mm-hmm. You know, but or, when you're tracking your food, be completely honest. There you go. And then you're going to recognize, oh, this may have fit my macros, but this food is garbage. Or what does an actual tablespoon of peanut butter look like versus my perception of a tablespoon of peanut butter? You know, back in the day, I used to just dip my spoon in a little bit at a time, and I thought if I did it 20 times, I'd equal two tablespoons. Yeah, that's how my brain works. It's... <laughs> I would just take a gob, and I'm like, oh, that's that's got to be two tablespoons. I remember your gobs. Well, I remember I weighed it out once. It was like 70 grams. Of fat? Or 70 grams of, of peanut butter, which oh. is like, it was over close to, well, it was more than 70 grams. It was like 40 grams of fat. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, I can, I can house this. This isn't that much. Okay, yeah, it I is. I love peanut butter. If I'm going to eat 40 grams of fat, I want it to be in the shape <laughs> of a cheeseburger. My body was like, immediately no. Immediately no. Immediately no. I've seen what I need to see. <laughs> immediately no. So, um... So, sodium intake, chill the fuck out on it. Don't limit it. If you're... And I told her, um, I, I said, listen to your body. Mm-hmm. If you need sodium, then take it sodium. Yeah, and usually you can tell because you have cotton mouth. Even though you're drinking a lot of water. Or you're, like, parched. That's what, that's what yeah. I mean, yeah. Um... There was something else I was going to say too, but no, 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 no. It's it's it was just like a fleeting thought. Um, Cotton mouth. But yeah, it's all oh, that was what it was. So with to regulate your ADH and aldosterone with sodium and water intake, like if you are not taking in sodium and not drinking enough water, you need to slowly increase both of those. You might retain some water weight initially. That's normal. Don't freak out. You can attest to this firsthand where you might gain some weight, but it can be shed easily because your body knows what to do with it. I would like to say I'm the champ's champ of losing water weight. Yeah. I gained 10 pounds over Thanksgiving, and I lost it in two days. Magician. I gained six pounds at my Christmas party. I lost it in a day. Water weight. Thank you. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, you know how to... how to combat that and it's not the end of the world like i feel when people look at the scale and they see a number that they're not used to um as in a negative number as they perceive it Mm -hmm. it's it's just a number it can be changed if it can change like that you can change it back Mm -hmm. yeah you know um just get back on track 100 percent. next day yep what else oh 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 and i feel as though if people are holding water weight if they think it's water weight which you really need to self-reflect and realize whether it's water weight or body fat um if it's water weight people will cut water out of their systems do not cut water out of the thing either no and we're talking water not sports drinks or soda or tea or diet soda or tea like that doesn't count as water intake that's not water yeah yeah, it's water-based, but it's not water. Keep your water up so that it helps with the diuresing process of getting that water. There you go. Helps flush, yeah. Okay. That was really cool. Chill out with the sodium. It's your friend. And drink your water. And drink your water, homie. All right. Um, 
How to rebound after the holidays? Should you eat less the next day following, like, binge eating at a Christmas party? Or should you just start with your diet the very next day? That's a good question. I mean, it depends on the person, but there's, like, one or two different ways I do it with clients. Um, I don't like to use the word binge. Um, I just say it's a surplus. You know, it's large surplus. Um, Because that's... that's Technically, what that's what it is, because um, it's a day. So, what I've had people do um, is they'll almost restrict some calorie intake leading up to say Thanksgiving. You know, for like five or six days, um, and they're technically a deficit. So when they have a surplus on that day, it almost levels out. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, a deficit the day before. Like the week of. Oh yeah, yeah. Minor deficit. Mm-hmm. Not they're not like hardcore dieting. It's like a minor deficit leading up to pulling carbs out of a couple meals. Literally. Or lowering them. Yeah, and so that's one way to do it. And then the day after, you just get back on what your diet was before mm-hmm. or your eating schedule. Another way I've done it before is people just have a regular eating schedule. They have Thanksgiving, and then the week after, or a couple days. I just say a week, just as a general measurement. Um, they'll get back on a slight calorie deficit and then bump up their cardio and usually within three or four days they're back to normal Mm. they don't have to do it for a full week i found that keeping up with my cardio really helped yeah i mean you just stave off water i mean that's that's all that's what it much i mean to gain a pound it takes 35 3600 calories Mm -hmm. to gain a pound now to gain a pound of fat tissue or adipose tissue that takes a while it's not like it's not a challenge. So, side note, don't do the in-body testing after holidays. or Like, that's not accurate. Mm-hmm. I will argue that to the end of the day. There's no way you can accurately read body fat like that, number one. And number two, I've never seen a calculation where somebody comes in and they say, oh, I'm 14%, Whoa. 14% body fat. And then a week later, they go, well, I'm 10%. How did you lose 4% body fat in one week? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You're Unless it was surgically done. These people don't know but that's how what, much effort it takes yeah. to really put muscle tissue on. Or even or, adipose uh, tissue. Yes. Because that's all, all that is is stored energy. You have to ingest Correct. a lot of calories it's over a, a long of period of time. So... It's really annoying as someone who is in the field of putting muscle tissue on to hear that you come in here and you took the fucking, what's it called? In body. In body, yeah. And that you put on five pounds of muscle in a month. That is impossible unless you're using supplements. Yeah, what's your secret, bro? Not the kind I sell. Well, even if it's, even if it's you know, an enhancement agents, there's, mm-hmm. there's little to no chance you can put on five pounds. Wee-hoo. That quickly. <laughs> we got to get a new table in here. Thanks. You're good. Oh, Andrea was not going to get the cookie. Yeah. All right. I love like Carly's just like, thanks. And I'm like, she's got it down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, you don't need me out there. Well, sometimes I like wait. I'm like, just... Just go. Yeah. Just go, please. Oh, I think they're over it, too. Especially yeah, during I the holidays. Yeah. Um, it better be. Okay, so you are saying either be in a deficit the week leading up 
or you're going to be in a deficit the week after. Um, limit it to a day. Yeah. Keep up with your cardio. Don't cut out salt. Don't cut out water. No. And this is how you're going to get through the holidays. Yes. Because stay active. I, you guys saw how much food I put away on Thanksgiving and was able to lose 10 pounds in two days. It's, it's doable. Well, and it's just be self-aware. And maybe don't eat like I did because that was painful. Yeah. Well, and you and I had, we had a day. All painful. right. We just wanted a freaking so day. That's all we wanted. I felt we like needed. a puffer fish from SpongeBob. Yeah. But that's the thing where it's like, just because you're getting ready for a holiday, or say if you don't even get ready, if it's a day where holidays are based around food, mm-hmm. just be mindful for God's sakes. Like don't small portions of yeah, things that you want. have a little bit of what you want, but don't be like, well, I'm not going to eat for another three months. No, mm-hmm. It's not like that, mm-hmm. you know. That's the big thing. I think people don't have control. Well, it's it's a, the fear of scarcity. Yeah. So I would. I was in that total mindset. I used to binge eat, and I will say binge because it was no. And that's. Yeah, I will agree. Yeah. Um, I would see something, and I had the scarcity mindset that I was not going to have it again for a very long time, and I should eat all of it. Yeah. Right here, right now. No one's looking. Yeah. Well, Let's and like go. you said, I'm never gonna. I'm not gonna do this for a long time. Right. Like. But then you do. You do it again. You do it two weeks later, and that's that's what happens. Is instead of people putting forth the effort now and making conscious decisions. They make, they eat for a full day, and they're like, well, I already ruined that day, so let me do it again on Sunday. Oh, there she goes. Bye, Aria. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, uh, they keep, instead of limiting it to one day, people have the tendency to make it like a month-long thing. They're like, oh, we'll hop back on in January. Oh, you know, it's only, I have to do these string of Christmas parties. Well, if you have a string of Christmas parties to go to, take your own food. And prepare, yeah. So Be bring prepared. a dish. Yeah. Bring a dish with you that's like roasted veggies yes. and stuff that you want to eat, but that's healthy. Or even before you go, have a meal that have you meal can before. cook that's, yeah. that's pretty decent sized. Limited that's, alcohol. Yeah, full of fiber and stuff that mm-hmm. is going to keep you satiated. And don't force feed. Yeah. So, like, have a couple treats if you want them, because you can afford it at that yeah. point, because you didn't bend... Sorry. No, no, I, I know what you're saying. You it's... didn't gorge yourself on the main meal. Yeah. And the... the What was I going to say? Shoot. Just bring your own stuff. Like, if it's, like, a potluck party, make healthy food and bring it. You That's know? what I mean by prepare. Like, prepare mentally, prepare physically. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's... That's all it is, is. It's not going in there blindly. It's, it's hey, I can do this. Because mm-hmm. if you almost, like, get yourself ready, you know, if you know holiday parties are a trouble thing for you, like if there's something that's your weakness or something that you have trouble with in the past, well, then start practicing. Right. You know, be like, all right, when I go there, here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a little bit of this and this and this. I'm going to bring my own dish. I'm going to eat before. I'm going to drink water during the whole party. You know, yeah, you, you can have a couple of drinks. It's not like just be a monk about it and not have anything. I will say, mindful. though, I enjoyed the parties more when I didn't drink. So I got to ask this. Um, if I find it, like, weird or boring to hang out with people who are drinking and I'm not, yeah. I actually thoroughly enjoy it because I'm not... I have control over the situation. And I'm also not getting lightheaded or dizzy or, like, goofy and crashing and peaking and crashing and... I don't feel like ass the next day. So, like, mm-hmm. do try it one time. Drink coffee. 
There you go. When everybody has a cup in their hand, get a cup of coffee and keep sipping on it throughout the night. It is actually not that bad. Yeah, I like being crazy off caffeine. It's way more fun and you don't feel like ass the next day. All right. <clears throat> we kind of already went over this, but is it really calories in versus calories out? Quick yes or no. Uh, um, so when it comes to just general weight loss, yeah, if you're just a person looking to lose weight, yes. And I, I mean weight. It could be muscle, water, fat, it could be anything. Because mm-hmm. um, you're expelling more calories than you're taking in. I don't agree with all of that. I am more... Um, like, I look more towards nutrient timing, um, nutrient assimilation, and then, obviously, the, your macro breakdown. I don't follow macros, side note. I'm just saying... You, I like to understand if people are carb sensitive or lipid sensitive or you know, certain protein sources that don't work well with their GI tract, right. you know, because there's, you know, your insulin sensitivity needs to be resensitized if it's not already, um, there's certain times where you can have carbohydrates that are useful versus times that aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it comes down to what you're doing and how your body works. Like there's so many questions I could ask, but like, I'll just say for general, weight loss like you don't care what weight you lose yeah it's just a calorie is a calorie is a calorie you just have to expel more than you take in but keep in mind those that are doing that and also doing macros like i said again mm-hmm. is that you could be eating over you're eating a variety of foods you don't have a baseline of of uh you have rice you have chicken you have green beans you have red meat you don't, so you have too many variables. Mm-hmm. And if you do have a sensitivity, like what Tav's saying, to say, but people have a, I was going to say a B-O-N-E-R, for brown rice versus white rice, yeah. but what if brown rice is what's bloating you, but you don't know that because you eat too much crap throughout the day and you don't have consistency. And brown rice just has fiber to it, that's it. <laughs> There's really nothing. Yeah. Can you? diminish that fat of brown rice versus white rice people, why are people scared of white rice all the whole crap about oh it's high glycemic high no it's not there's no people first off 99 percent of people don't understand the gi index or glycemic index mm-hmm. they just don't so when they say brown rice is is slow burning it's the only reason people say that is because there it has a fiber shell so it slows the absorption and digestion it's really hard for your stomach to digest that's it yeah but say White rice, um, it's a starch. It's not like you're eating sugar cubes like a horse. Um, but amylopectin, which is the type of glucose that it produces, and it's not high glycemic. It's actually the opposite. Mm-hmm. Now, that's just the rice. Now, say you are someone who adds, as you should, a protein source and a vegetable source and possibly a healthy fat source. That slows down that absorption fourfold threefold so the assimilation of glucose into the bloodstream aka how fast it spikes your blood sugar is very very slow so it is not high glycemic white rice is fine it's actually more advantageous if you ask me because brown rice is uh, it just looks like baby food it's it's just gross gross. yeah i don't it's just icky and it's hard on your tummy yeah it Um, bloods me like crazy okay 
So I agree with you. And plus it's structure. It goes back to structure with the whole like meal planning, calories in versus calories out. Meal planning is so very important. It provides structure in your meals, which also not only translates to a better diet, but when you have structure there, you're going to have structure throughout your entire day with everything. You're going to be more structured with your workouts. You're going to be more structured with your cardio. You're going to be more structured at work. When you have structure somewhere, it follows in all different aspects of your life. Well, and structure correlates to accountability. Yeah. So if you are, if you set up a structure for yourself on a day-to-day basis, you hold yourself accountable or are more apt to hold yourself accountable to maintain that structure. You know, like you have to get your water in. Mm -hmm. You have to get, you know, your your necessary foods in or your nutrients in. You have to do your your workouts or your walk or whatever, whatever you're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, and you do that day after day after day after day. And yeah, consistency is the mother of success. And you'd be surprised how quickly you can change. And those are small wins too. Yeah. Like they're not hard. Your your brain rewards you when you check mark things off of your list. Hundred percent. So did I adhere to my diet one hundred percent or even ninety five percent throughout the day? Check. You're happy about it. It makes you feel good. It grows confidence. Uh-huh. It builds confidence. Did I do? All, did I drink all my water? No, I didn't. Let me smash this last half gallon. Check. More confident. Did I do my cardio when I really, 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 really didn't want to? One mm-hmm. can relate to check or confidence. So it's like you're putting all these tools into your toolbox for being just a fucking monster to where you think you can do anything. Mm-hmm. And it all starts with just consistency and structure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, why is blood work important? It's just like checking the engine of your car. You know. Why don't people want to do it because it's uncomfortable? Well, they just don't care. They just wait for their doctor to tell them when to do it, you know? Ew, sorry. Our dog has, like, respiratory issues. Um. Oh, baby girl. Zoe. Oh, I was coughing on the last podcast, too. We have so much in common. Anyways, um, we have heard of a, a bunch of different firefighters that somebody, somebody's husband, I think, passed or almost passed away, and they ended up donating, like, a bunch of, or, um, fundraising a bunch of like for all the fire department or police department to get their blood work done or their hearts checked do you remember this and they found out like four of them had heart issues but they would have never known so they probably would have died randomly um so the importance of keeping on top of your blood work that also goes with why am i not losing weight or why do i feel sluggish why am i not sleeping all of it can be seen in your blood work for the most part. For the most part, yeah. I wouldn't say all of it, but no. a good majority of your blood work is going to give you the keys as to what's going on. Like, at least get look in the window of what's going on in your in your body. Just because you feel fine doesn't mean everything is fine. Right. So, blood work is, it should be done biannually, if you ask me, just to make sure that your levels are normal. Whether it's cholesterol, hepatic, renal, cardiovascular, um, total blood... You know, there's, there's always some type of variables that are going to be off. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not perfect, but um, like you said, it'll prevent a lot of issues in the future if you just stand. It's like homework. That's pretty much what it is. Same thing with the calcium score, EKG. Um, you know, if you have a family history of heart disease or cardiovascular disease. Um, so, and blood work, I mean, there's ways to do it with your doctor. There's ways to do it. You don't need a doctor. Mm-hmm. That's just as easy, um, but yeah, I just 
I don't think people consider it. They just don't think it's, you know, if they feel fine, they, they are fine. That's their mindset. Right. So, but I, it's just like checking the engine. You know, it's like taking a diagnostic test in your car. You know, it doesn't mean because it runs that it's running fine, that there's no problems. It's just do your homework. You that know. reminds me, I think your car needs an oil check. Probably. Oops. We're going to go get that done. Um, last but not least, um, I'm not shameless plugging. I just want to be curious, and a lot of people ask, can you please briefly discuss your programs that you do as a nutrition coach? Uh, I mean, like which ones? Like, What do people expect? Because it's the same structure for everybody. It's just your goals are different. So like when somebody signs on with you, what are they going to expect? Well, it depends on what they want to do. So it's like if someone wants to do a detailed meal plan or a macro meal plan or a workout plan um, or say a, a nutrition plus workout plan, um, I send them a questionnaire that will give me basically kind of like cliff notes or a cheat code to how to set up the blueprint for at least what to start them out on. Um, I do require blood work, you know, and if there are levels that are off that I don't understand or don't have a full grasp on, I reach out to people in my network to help explain it to me um, or at least help figure out if there's things going on. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a lot of communication up front and then I give you your plans and then once a week we usually just check in, maybe twice if it depends on how, how things are going. So... And the, the check-in stuff is more so just accountability, just to make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. you know. So with the meal plans, it is you're breaking down how many times a day they should be eating, what they should be eating, and kind of around what time they should be eating. The timing is up to them. Okay. That's not to me because the, everyone's schedule is different. I'm not going to try and break the meal plan down. by And if they ask that, I don't do it. Well, like what to eat during pre-workout. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then that's nutrient timing, like when to eat certain macros you know before or after your workout first thing in the morning before bed yeah i mean i detail that but it's up to them to create the structure based on their job family life personal life etc mm-hmm. um but if it's a macro plan it's just a set of protein carb fat that they have to have throughout the day when they use my fitness pal or whatever app they want to use for that water intake you know there's required water intake that's mandatory cardiovascular training you know how many minutes per day how many days a week the intensity, duration. Sometimes I'll suggest what specific machine to use or if it's just an outside walk or whatever. Um, you leave very little to the imagination. Yeah, it's in that way there's no... Ambiguity. Yeah. All right. Well, my computer's crashing and so is Tavish, so I hope that helped a lot of people. I think it did. Those are some good some good questions, Ben. You did great. Yeah, those are good questions. I'm sorry your energy is gone. Yeah. Nine days. All right. If you guys have any questions for us, if you want us to expand on some topics, whatever, just message us on Instagram at Steelhouse Nutrition, um, or you can use Steelhouse Strength, you can look up Tavish and I, um, or email us, steelhousenutrition at gmail.com. I hope this helped. Have a great... Now we'll talk before Christmas. I'm saving that for later. Bye.